Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, coming at you from the Dreaming City. It's your hosts, David and Seth. We are still a gaming podcast. Yes, we are indeed still a gaming podcast. I, I, I maybe assume too much that people would know this after... Uh, this is now our 60th episode after we messed up last week, um, telling them that it was possibly our 60th when it was not. Um, but uh, you know, now a they classic, classic blunder. Yeah, for real. So it's, it's, it's kind of a special 60th episode because yep. one of the special events, one of the first special events we did for the podcast was, a Destiny 2 review. Oh yeah, and I remember that. We did a giveaway and stuff like that. So that episode is about, at this point now, a year old. Because year two of Destiny has started. Yay! So that episode is actually... Out of date. It, it's out of Throw date. Throw it in the trash. It, it, it got a lot of listens though, so thank you to everyone that shared it. Um, and thank you to everyone that's listened to it, if you listen to it multiple times or whatever. So, we have, well, I mainly, Seth got inundated with homework and life. And I took time off of work <laughs> that happened to coincide. It, it wasn't fully planned to coincide with yeah. the release of the DLC. But yeah, when sure. I looked at my calendar, it was a happy accident. And so, because, okay, so if I would have planned to actually play this optimally, I would have taken Wednesday and Thursday off, because half of my day Tuesday was spent waiting for it to drop in the Eastern time zone, because right. it, it didn't the drop Eastern until dead zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The European dead zone, which I called the Eastern dead zone all the time. <laughs> That's a good callback. I forgot about that till just now. Um, and so Destiny 2 Forsaken really is exciting to me. I've played about 10 to 12 hours of it because I played a lot while I was not working and just relaxing at home. There's, there's so much to... It's hard because I haven't even scratched the surface. Mm. I I thought that maybe I was on pace, and then I looked around to the people around me in the game, and they're already level 50. Their armor looks dope. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, there's a lot of people that seem to just have the, their finger on the pulse of how to get ahead in this game quickly. And I'm not one of them. And I'm okay with that. But I am about... So this is also because I had to finish some of the last DLC from the the other game. The I forgot what the DLC was before this. But it's not memorable. So it was, it was only about an hour long campaign. And I had to finish it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm now caught up. I'm in the middle of this campaign, and it's turned into Mega Man, kind of, which I kind oh, of love. So. Um, so, basically, you go 
to the Forsaken Shore, or I, I think that's what it's called. I, I once again I've barely I've barely scratched the surface of this. I haven't spent a lot of time there, and I got about halfway through to where I talked to the one of the new characters that you deal with, uh, the Spider, who is a All fallen right. that you know is friendly or relatively friendly. They don't really paint him super friendly. And he's working with Petrovenge to get back the Forsaken Shore. And right. so you're fighting the architect or something. I forgot his name. He, <laughs> um, but he is basically the old the bad guy that Aldrin Solve gets to help him break out and he's got like six or seven he calls them his children but they're all different sorts of fallen type commanders that he is controlling and they're all his barons and now i'm at the point in this dlc it's barely spoilers because i've i've read online a lot that this this dlc is short but because of all the things it adds to the game it's really just a big quality of life update and it adds a bunch of stuff to do which it's kept up with that promise so i'm now at the point where they set you loose on the forsaken shore and there's eight advent or seven adventures to kill these barons so it's kind of like mega man where you uh, can yes. choose to do them in any order they're the robot masters yeah exactly did, did they give you weapons not that I know of so far. I am not high enough of a light level to go after them yet. Oh, so I've got to grind, which Destiny has added a lot of way more accessible and fun ways to do that. To get to the light level to go and fight these people. Right. But Still I grind, did. Though. I got a little sampling of fighting each of them because you have to fight each of them to get to the point where they spread out basically mm-hmm. um so it's it's very neat the what they've done with this game to extend its quality of life to where they they've changed the weapon loadouts you've experienced that some the the weapon loadouts they added a level boost which i don't recommend you taking if you haven't played the previous dlcs because it will actually skip you past the old the past two dlcs which is not great i mean yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying um i started playing through it a little bit before it booted me off for some reason and then didn't let me get back on uh which you know that's kind of that's kind of destiny for you i just remember in destiny one when they came out with the taken king you could use that level boost and then still go back and do all the old dlcs and just kind of plow through them um but of course the the way you went to missions was different in the previous game so i sort of understand why it's this way from a technical standpoint but it is dumb like i should just be able to level up without it blocking out a bunch of content for me that i have never played right it's it's really a testament to 
the frustrating aspect of how they handled the campaign of the initial Destiny 2 because they made it to where you couldn't select the campaign missions on the map anymore. Yeah. So that you couldn't go back and do them for some reason. I don't know why. Realistically, I, and the, the barrier for spoilers on this is off. I If I'm in trouble, I don't care. But it ha- it probably has something to do with the evolution of the story going from the farm to the new tower. Right. And the, the feeling of loss of losing the tower. But at this point, we're in a year two. They should have changed that. Enough people have played the game. The people that are going to keep playing this game have played the game. Just change it. And... They did in some ways because they added strikes to the map, which were not there before. And right. was always kind of frustrating because you could only play strikes in the random playlist that they were in or yeah. if they were Nightfall. And then they were a set map. Yeah, that was strange. But at least that's that's one thing in the back in the right direction. Yeah. And now we're at this point where... There's a ton of secrets in the game again, and there's a ton of new... Each each leader on each planet has a set of bounties that refreshes during the weekly reset. So there's a ton of stuff to do, and a ton of materials to gather, which mm-hmm. are part of your infusion process now. And they re-added masterwork to weapons, which I never really did that in Destiny 1. So I'm obviously going to have to learn that now. Right. So we're it, it's it's exciting. I'm I can't express enough that I'm I am actually excited and I'm it feels good to play Destiny 2 again and it's it really makes it to where I'm happy to turn my Xbox on. Because to be honest, Seth, for a long time, and I, I don't know how much you felt this, with Spider-Man and Destiny releasing, it's kind of been a happier time for me because all I've wanted to do is play my Switch because it's what's the Switch has stuff coming out for it. Right. And the other two systems have stuff coming out, but not anything that really grabbed my interest like the stuff for the Switch did. Yeah. And I, I felt this weird dynamic for a while. For the podcast, I felt bad that we were only talking about Switch stuff. But that's because that's all the news that was coming out. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice that we're reaching this this time frame where uh, games are going to start rolling out. And we can talk about them. Which I picked up my copy of Spider-Man, but I have not installed it. So Yeah. I gotta gotta pick mine up too. I got a, a phone call from GameStop saying that they have my pre-order. So, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah they're 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 hurting. They want they want you to pick it up. Your one even, copy of Spider-Man is going to change the way that store runs. Yeah, even though it does not come with a uh, dynamic theme. Oh man, the <laughs> why did you just buy it digitally? Because I, mean, I, I don't want to buy it digitally. I want to be able to, to take it back once I'm done with it. Yeah, I get it. I get it, I get it. And But, uh, I mean, I don't even know when that'll be, honestly. Because 
it it's been maybe part of it has been that I haven't really had games that I've been compelled to play, but it's been seemingly difficult for me to to find time to do stuff uh, recently, um, just because you know school school is back in session, and also I've been doing other recreational activities. Um, so not not bad reasons that I haven't done it, but hopefully with Destiny back back in in session and, and Spider Man coming out and Tomb Raiders uh, right on on the horizon, I'll have a reason to get back in it um, and and have good content to provide. Uh, I don't know I don't know yet. I of course I I was going through the first DLC of of Destiny since I never I never got those two. So I have to do those before I get into Forsaken proper. Um, I know that they have not; they did not review too well. So, and 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 I only play like an hour of it, but it's not super compelling. Um, it's it's kind of I'm I'm on the fence of whether or not I want to use the level booster thing just to be able to get into the the regular stuff. Um, so we'll see. So I, I, I do I do imagine once I get into like actually being able to play the real the real game that I will like it as much as I used to. So I can tell you I liked the second DLC a mm-hmm. lot better than the first one. Right. I don't care as much about the Vex mumbo jumbo like you said earlier. And so all of their stuff looks the same and is frustrating to me and it it kind of has lost its luster. But the second one is ah, it's the Warmind. That's the name of the second DLC. Right. It has to do with Rasputin and Mars is in it, of course. And there's like a hive god, and it's crazy. So that that one is fun. Mm-hmm. I think I thoroughly enjoyed playing through it, even though I never finished it back because there's no reason to grind up to it. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I encourage you people to get through the terrible first DLC, which is Curse of Osiris, and there's it's just hard because the Vex stuff all looks the same. But the second one introduces some really cool-looking environments and some cool gameplay stuff with Rasputin. Mm-hmm. And then Forsaken is a whole nother level. The, the Forsaken Shore looks great. The environment is really neat because you're playing literally on an asteroid belt and you can see Jupiter and stuff and it's really fun. And you can, I'm pretty sure you can see the Dreadnought from the Forsaken Shore. When, When we're playing it together, Seth, you can tell me if I'm crazy, but I'm pretty sure that the ship that you see in the distance is the Dreadnought. I mean... I guess they they have always been sort of loose about stellar distances, but the Jupiter and Saturn are very far apart. I don't know that you'd be able to see it, but you know, I wouldn't be well, surprised if it's if it's there. Saturn. I'm bad at planets, so it's Saturn. I'm pretty sure. I'm bad what, at that. So, what's Saturn? The where the dreadnought is, right? Yeah, the dreadnought's at Saturn. Okay, so then you could see Saturn. That's oh, I mean. okay. I'm bad at planets. Um, Saturn is the one with the ring. I do want to say that I'm looking forward. They have said that these next couple DLCs 
are just going to be adding things to do, not really adding environments, which kind of makes me sad. But I do hope we'll get some old classics thrown at us, kind of like the moon and yeah, they, stuff like that. They said that they're not going to be adding like new environments. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they can't throw you know uh the map from the old mars map onto the new mars and and, and right. give it to you uh but we'll see we'll see it'll it'll be interesting i it it did kind of astound me the other day when i was looking at the map like oh my gosh there's like eight places i can go to explore right now and i mm-hmm. there's i know in my head because there's all these bounties and everything that there are now things to do on each of these locations. I don't just ignore one because, you know, only one of them has a flashpoint. They yeah. all have stuff. And so it, it's kind of a, encouraging to explore and go to different planets. And Yeah. I like it. It makes me happy. And it's, good. it's giving me a reason to go back to it for now. Of course, we will see within three to four weeks if that keeps up. Because, you know, the raid will be dropping in like a month. And Destiny 2, I think it took about two months to really lose its luster. Maybe yeah. three for us because we really burned through it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited and I'm optimistic. But I'm hesitantly optimistic as well because I know how this can go. <laughs> Yeah, it's true, um, but of course, this is this is how Destiny is. Right. They they've certainly made efforts to make it more grindy, to make this stuff last longer. Um, so there, there'll probably be more gameplay out of it just because of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and but again, other other games are going to be coming out soon too. So it's not like. It's not like we'll need it to be this huge thing that we cover five episodes in a row. Yeah. There's so also, how do you feel about the new weapons? I don't I have not used any of the new weapons. I don't have any thoughts there. No, no, I'm talking about the new weapon setup. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure it'll it'll take some time to get used to. It it doesn't I I both think that it doesn't seem to change much of anything and also drastically changes it. But, of course, I, again, I don't have much of an opinion. And it's way too complicated to get into on this podcast how it's actually changed. So, um, I don't know. I don't, think it, I don't think it'll affect gameplay much, but I think there's also a chance that it drastically affects things. Yeah. It'll mainly affect PvP, I'm sure. Yeah. Which... It's fine, because I barely play that. Um, so, speaking of Mega Man, Seth, and, uh, and it's loosely speaking of Mega Man, because we were yeah, talking about it speaking earlier. Speaking of Mega Man ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, tell them, tell you, you were playing a demo before we started recording. And yeah. I want you to tell the people about it. Yeah, after I, uh, after I got booted off of the Destiny 2 servers, I pulled out my Switch and, uh, played the um, recently dropped Mega Man 11 demo. It, it gives you access to one stage, 
that of Blockman, um, and I I played through it. I actually, I I told you on text that I was going to be done after I finished the level. Uh, I didn't finish the level because I died right at the end of it, and I didn't want to go through the whole thing again. It, the level's surprisingly long. Like I got about halfway through it, and it felt like the length of a classic Mega Man level, and then there was more to do, uh, which is cool. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, the The whole big thing about Mega Man 11 is the double gear system, which you know it. You have you hit one button and it kind of like s- slows down time, and you hit the other one and it lets you have a supercharged blaster, um, which were things that when they were announced I was kind of skeptical about because I thought it would make the game easier. Right. Uh, but in, but instead, the levels are designed around using them, um, and so. They are, rather than them being like instant win buttons, they're they are survival buttons basically that you have to press sometimes to get through stages. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it it looks to be it, it's got that good classic Mega Man feel. Um, the music in the one stage was kind of unex, uninspiring, which was which was disappointing. But it 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 was fun to play. Uh, definitely good foundation for the rest of the game, which of course is still a work in progress. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. It's yep. I, I I regret not downloading the demo myself. Well, but you it, still it, can. Yeah, I know. I forgot to download it. You mentioned to me and Joe that that the Mega Man 11 demo had dropped, which they very obviously were going to announce during this canceled direct, but they still spoiler alert. With it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nuts. It's it's fine. It it's, pertained to the topic. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta have our program in the correct order, David. All right, all right. Well, then then let's get to that. You, yes. Give a give the eulogy. If the you eulogy, will. that's kind of or morbid. The, the the sad the sad news. Considering people actually died. Yeah, that's that was bad. Bad Probably move on my part. Poor poor taste and I, word choice I there. I apologize. I apologize. But yes, uh, you, good listener, will notice that this did not post Wednesday or Thursday of the week, which it which we usually post on, and that is because uh, in the middle of the week, Nintendo kind of surprised it. Well, it was sort of a surprise. Some people had expected it to happen, but they announced that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct on the 6th at 3 p.m., and then everyone was excited. Was it the 6th? Or was it... Yeah. It was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, there was a massive earthquake that hit Hokkaido, Japan. Um, very, very devastating. Um, and so, out of... You know, out of respect for the people, Nintendo decided to postpone the Direct indefinitely. Um... Don't know when it's going to come out. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it was sometime next week or something, but but we'll see. Um, and so it was it was disappointing, but certainly you know we can't fault them for doing that. It was interesting though um, because these directs are big things, and there are a lot of companies involved who have games that are going to be announced. Um, and so you knew in the in the aftermath that some of this stuff was either going to leak out or, as I, I speculated, um, that some of this stuff was probably just going to be announced by the, the requisite people. 
Um, and that has that has happened. One of the first things, as as David spoiled, um, was Mega Man Eleven the demo. It seemed like it was pretty obvious, given based on the timing, that it was going to be a um, it was going to be featured in the direct. Uh, and so that dropped, which was cool. Another one was what was the other one? I know that uh, Civilization Six. Um, got got announced sort of out of nowhere uh, for the Nintendo Switch, which was probably another thing that was going to be in there um, because it was it was announced with like no fanfare. Oh, and the other one was the Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition. Seemed yes. like it was it was very obviously going to be part of the direct um, because and and so Square Enix went on ahead in the middle like the middle of the night last night and announced it officially. That the um, and it, it makes sense that they had to because it's releasing on Xbox One and PS4 like today, so it made sense that they had to announce it if it was going to be on the store um, tomorrow. And for the Switch, it's coming soon or at some point. Um, so yeah, that that's it from as as of now the stuff that has come out. Um, so yeah, uh, my thought is. I mean, they're interesting announcements, certainly. Um, not not stuff that to get too excited over. It's kind of disappointing that Final Fantasy XV won't be coming in all of its glory to the Switch. Um, but apparently, the Pocket Edition is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I I'll was be reading up about to, it last night. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how, if at all, the direct is going to be changed. If they're going to throw some new stuff in there, yeah, or that's... or or if they're just going to take that stuff out, uh, of course we we'll have no way of knowing. Um, I I suppose if they show us the one with those three titles in it, we'll know that it was unchanged. Um, but yeah, we'll have we won't really be able to know what what stuff they added in or what stuff they did not. So this direct was going to be a thirty-five minute direct. And it, it just said a mix of 3DS and Switch games. So there there was something else that happened last night, or I should say didn't happen last night, which leads people to think that there was going to be a Smash character announced mm-hmm. yesterday because there was no update on the Smash website. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it was pretty... I, I don't. I can't imagine that... Nintendo, they would not include their biggest uh, title of the their biggest winter title in their uh, their biggest way of marketing their titles. Uh, so yeah, I think it's pretty clear that Smash was going to be in there somehow. Probably a new character, uh, hopefully Geno, uh, but I don't know. So yeah, that's certainly if there is one thing that I am most sad about, it is. That I do not get that I have to wait longer to see who the next character is. Yeah, it's I'm what made me the most sad really was I mean the earthquake, but seeing people uh really attack Nintendo over this. Yeah, it was kinda was terrible. Very um, weird. I get that there, you know, there are these people in every fan base that that think that big corporations or or whoever it could be anything they think that for some reason they are owed whatever i don't know um but yeah 
a lot of people on Twitter immediately after after they announced they were they were delaying the direct were you know lashing out at Nintendo with dumps with vitriol and just having no sense of what was going on. Yeah, it's it was very untoward of the gaming community, at least some of them. Yeah, and it it sucks. Not not cool, really. Um, but I'm really hoping that. Well, you you also left out that Yoshi's Crafted World was leaked. Yeah, that was as the I, title. You're right, that was one thing. Um, it was I it, it, I was skeptical that it was going to show up at all because it seems to disappear every time you think it's going to be there. But yeah, it apparently has an official title, Yoshi's Crafted World, and that was going to be one of the things in the Direct. Um, it's, it could be fun to speculate about the other stuff, but um, but that'll be interesting to see if if the game is progressed at all from what it, from what it was. Yeah, and I, I think it, it should be... It would be... Not not unwise, but kind of, we we should state the importance of Civ Six coming to the Switch, um, just because this is a franchise that doesn't come to consoles really. Yeah, it, I mean it, it's definitely definitely a cool thing, um, it, and definitely out of nowhere, not something people expected. Yeah, so yeah, it, that's and, that's a cool thing, and it comes with all the DLC. Yep, and. I mean, I, I talked to a couple of my friends at work about it, and they're excited just because it's it's a it's a game you don't think would be on a console, but it it seems like it would work, and it's a fun game that can be played very seriously or very, you know, kind of turn your brain off and play and just kind of enjoy the way it goes. Yeah. So it's I'm excited. I've never played a civilization game, to be honest. Me either. So I'm I mean I'll probably pick it up because I like Age of Empires and I like RTS games and I know that Civilization isn't strictly an RTS, it's more of like a strategy deal. But yeah. I'm I mean I I want to try it. I've always been interested, but it always costs so much and it's only on sale on steam and i don't play on the computer ever so this is this is something and and what's what's kind of neat is they didn't say it's coming to other consoles and they they haven't come out and said that even though they said they are coming to switch so it might be a switch exclusive which would be cool so that would have been a a good announcement for them yes I expected there to be more leaks, though, now that the, the Direct was delayed. I kind of expected a lot of third-party announcements. You know what I mean? That Yeah, and I think they they might still happen. Like, I don't think we are totally clear of what could come out of it. Um, but, I, but I also would like to think that, you know, these companies are able to understand the, the the circumstances behind this. Right. But of course, you know, these are big corporations and they they are staunch in, in their ways, so who knows? Um so the the only other piece of standout news I have 
right now is that the Kingdoms of Amalur franchise was acquired by THQ, one of one of the THQs. I don't know the name. I believe of it was right THQ now. Nordic. Yeah, THQ Nordic. That's it. it. They also acquired some other things along with that, but the main grab was Kingdoms of Amalur, which if you played that game, it was wonderful because it was essentially Skyrim, but with fable mechanics like the the battle system was a lot like fable and so was using magic and it was uh it just was an enjoyable world and an enjoyable game and the music was fantastic and i I composed by grant kirkhope yeah it was i i didn't want to fully throw that out there because we have made ourselves very well known to be uh stands for Grant Kirkhope, but yeah, I guess so. His uh, his music usually excels above and beyond uh, expectations, and so this game, I honestly didn't know. I forgot. I think it was on this podcast, Seth, where I was talking about Amalur, and you told me that Grant Kirkhope, yeah, uh, composed it, and I didn't know that until you told me. Yep, and uh, it just dawned on me that of course, why? Uh, of course, I liked it. He composed it, so it's a it's a really good gaming series. Did you did you ever play it, Seth? I did not. Uh, I actually own it on Steam, but it's you know one of many Steam games I own that I never got around to. But yeah, it's cool that um, there's a possibility for it to continue out of the ashes of whatever that whatever that weird crap that happened with Kurt Schilling's game company that made it. Um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll see more of it in the future. Yeah, or even I mean, and this or, is yeah, or even in the past. Give me, give me a just a re-release on the Switch, which seems to be the move that a lot of companies are doing. Yep. A la Saints Row. Um, give me the Kingdoms of Amalur HD re-release because that game was really beautiful and it struggled on the Xbox 360 and PS3 because it it just had too much going on with its animation and the cart like the cartooniness it it definitely struggled and i think that it would do well to be on these newer systems and maybe release that to test the waters on if people actually want more which this game does have and i'm not saying this just cuz i care about it it does have a fan base out there yeah. people People really liked it, and it, it's it a bit a of a bu- cult classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a bunch of cool, like you could choose between like twelve different weapons, and I I actually used the like they were like circle blades, kind of like from Dynasty Warriors. I loved them. That's what I used. I can't remember who uses them in Dynasty Warriors, but who knows? That's that's what I attribute it to, basically. Yeah, but I mean this this is not a Kingdoms of Amor review right now. But if it does if it is re-released, we will probably have one of those from David. I know I I I'm sorry. I want to talk about that game a lot and I want to spread its good word, but well, go on the internet like like all other people. <laughs> that's what I'm doing with this. Do you uh, have, that's true. Do you have any, 
Do you oh, have God. any other news? You caught me in my own web. <laughs> uh, I don't have. I don't really have any other news. Um, one thing, uh, Ubisoft, they dropped a couple of 14-minute trailers for Starlink. Uh, one of them is the for the Switch version with Star Fox, and it, and it seems pretty cool. Um, I've been hearing, reading good things on the internet about the actual gameplay, but it, but the the trailer's also cool. It does seem like. Um, to the the Star Fox part of it does look like it's going to be a you know a legitimate tie into the campaign rather than just kind of this tacked on thing. So that's kind of cool. Um, other than that, I I didn't really see much. Um, certainly, if that if that direct head drop, we'd have a lot more to talk about. Uh, but you know, this is where we're at. Yeah, there was. So just to, I mean, you can go look it up. There was a the the blackout mode was detailed to have eighty character eighty people in it. Oh yeah. On Black Ops Four, and they released the map, which, true to what they said, had a bunch of multiplayer map names on it, essentially. And Nuketown Island is its own separate area, so everyone that likes that can run around over there. I imagine that's where everyone is going to land. Yeah. If they land, we don't know how you That's get onto true. the map yet. You might just spawn, which would be kind of dumb. But, you know, who knows. So, there's that. They said that they are going to add or take away player count as the game goes on. They're definitely taking this as a a trial run. They're yeah, not entirely sure. Yeah. And... The beta for that for PS4 starts September 10th, and for Xbox it starts like 5 or 10 days after that because of exclusivity, which is stupid and bad. But, you know, corporations are going to spend their money the way they want to. Yep, corporations are people. Yep. (laughs) Um, Other news, just quick, the Red Dead Redemption 2 there was an info dump about character names and details about characters. So go look at that if you want to. It's hard for us to really tell you all about that because we don't we can't show you pictures of the characters. But it's just a bunch of information on the random people you've seen in the trailers that you know you're going to be interacting with. Yep. So that's that's interesting. And then the last piece of news, Seth, uh, just announced a couple hours ago, I kept this one from you, is that me and your favorite mobile game is Mm -hmm. going to unlock a Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts 3. And that you will have to... um, there in the new in the Kingdom Hearts mobile game, uh, Union Cross or Key or whatever it's called, right? Um, if you play certain mini games in there, you will unlock a Keyblade for Kingdom Hearts three that you can Ooh. only get through playing the mobile game. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, but the Keyblade looks pretty cool. Huh. So, I mean, there's that. Well, I guess I'll have to. <laughs> Endure more of that terrible game. Yeah, it was real bad. But, you know, I don't know. Can't can't make it better. We aren't developers. True. So, 
Um, sorry for another short episode this week. Last week, I was genuinely, I felt like I was going to die, like, sick. And I'm recovering, and we thought we were going to have the direct to talk about. And I think a lot of companies kind of didn't push out a bunch of news because they were worried about the info dump of a direct. And then it left a lot of non-news. And yeah. we wanted to... We wanted to play games to tell you guys about, so we did. And next week, to give you a precursor, we'll give you uh, our feelings, at least our impressions, if we haven't beat it yet, of Spider-Man. Because I've seen reports that that game is a certain amount of hours long. I've actually done a very good job, Seth, and I don't know if you have, but I wanted to be... Uh, very integrity-driven on this, and I have not read a review of Spider-Man yet. I just looked up how long the game is. Oh, there you go. Which the the Google told me about 15 hours. So hopefully that's true so I can play through it. But I have not read a review of Spider-Man so that I can give you unfiltered opinions about it. So cool. Next week, look forward to that. We'll get more into Destiny, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.